by StarvingTalent.com. If you're a creative professional in need of a website or promotional services, contact Starving Talent today at www.StarvingTalent.com. You should know that this is not a spoiler-free podcast. We will try our hardest not to divulge spoilers during the first segment of the show. However, after the first break, anything goes. We also make no attempt at keeping our language clean. This show is intended to be a raw, emotional, and unedited response to the state of the entertainment industry. Don't like it? Suck it. Have a question, comment, or would like to send us a mini-review of a movie we haven't mentioned? Send your message to twotones at starvingtalent.com. We will try to answer your questions or read your reviews on the podcast. My name is Tony Pizzuto. <sighs> sorry, I was just. Uh, are, are you are you ready? Are you okay? I am. I'm sorry. I in the middle of the intro, I had to get up and turn the fan off and yeah, I saw close that. the window. Um, so consummate uh, professional, Tony. Consummate <laughs> professional there. I try, and I'm Tony Cox, by the way. Yeah, uh, and as, time. if you if you if you uh, joined us for our last podcast, I. Um, I sounded like a uh, like a, a a phone sex operator, cause I sounded like this. But oh, I'm feeling man. better. What's I got that? about a half a pack of roll roll aids in my pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you you having some some burning down there? Is that why? <clears throat> yeah. Could you apply that cream for me? Oh, that's oh. disgusting. And no, I can't because I'm 400 miles away. This is what I get. This is what I get when I fall asleep at a party. Tony Cox comes up and gives me hepatitis. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> that was one time. That yeah, was yeah. one time. One time for, for an illness that lasts a lifetime. <laughs> Thanks. It's a Thank gift that. that keeps on giving. <laughs> and speaking of hepatitis, today we're talking about Caprica, the pilot episode um, for the new television series that was recently released on DVD, and that's why we're talking about it, is because um, the show actually hasn't started, the pilot episode hasn't even aired, but it was released on DVD as a um, as sort of a direct-to-DVD movie. Um, the show will start in uh, January of 2010. That's very exciting. You know, as I, as I'm looking at as I'm looking at our our agenda for the conversation conversation today, uh, I was wondering when I when I started doing the intro to Caprica, yes. can we get some like rumble music or something, like in a world where Cylons are not yet created? Boom. We could do like a movie trailer. We don't have the budget for that. <clears throat> okay, and then I'll just read it regularly. <laughs> Set half a century. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Started. I'll do. I'll do the. I'll do it. I'll do the noise. Okay. 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 All ready? right. All right. So, okay. Go for it. Boom. Boom. Set half a century Ta-da. before the Battlestar Galactica series. This feature film Ta-da. follows industrialist Daniel Greystone as he harnesses powerful technology to create the first ever Cylon in the wake of personal tragedy. Let's get some nice romantic music. Gravely concerned about Greystone's ethics, attorney Joseph Adama, father of future Admiral William Adama, becomes a fervent opponent of the powerful scientist and businessman. That's good. I think I think we could do I think we could do voiceovers and background music for movie trailers now. We should just do we should do some of the best trailers and redo them like that. I love it. Maybe we could get like an acapella group. Oh, 
I love you acapella the, groups. You think the blanks are available now that Scrubs is off? Actually, Scrubs is coming back. Yeah, I heard. And did you hear that I, it's going to be? Did you hear that it's going to yeah. be a completely different show? Yes. Yeah, it's been a completely different show, show since since the, since the last season at NBC. But it's going to be Scrubs at med school. Oh, for fuck's sake! Did you didn't hear oh, about I that? I didn't hear that. I thought I thought it was the interns. No, it's I thought Doctor Cox and uh, Turk are going to be. Um, they're going to be professors at med school. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm serious, man. I and, didn't read that. Cause I read Zach, that the interns were going to be the, the 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 last group of interns were going to be the new storyline. I well, I think it's going to be them because they have to spend so many hours in school while they're while they're there. Wow, I think that's, that's how it works. So, but and we should do a Scrubs podcast. Ugh, do we really have to? Well, we can just talk about how once it was such a great thing, and then. It, sucked ass the last three seasons i know well anyway let's talk about caprica before we go off on a million tangents <laughs> go off on a million tangents our, our, our three-hour <laughs> podcast yeah all right so we have some trivia for uh caprica um uh caprica was originally pitched to nbc universal by remy abishan as an independent series with no connection whatsoever to the Battlestar galactica franchise um the NBC Universal read the pilot, which was an allegorical story about slavery with robots. Really? Allegorical. Um, and suggested Abishan meet with Ronald Moore and David Icke, who were considering a Battlestar Galactica spinoff series at the time. Um, Abishan, Moore, and Ike met, and within a couple of months, the Caprica series was born. So see, kids, <laughs> when you think you have a great idea... Somebody else will take that idea and make it into something completely different. Well, actually, it's not – from what I understand, it's not that different from what he originally pitched. Oh, really? It's just that they re, they they retooled it to be set in the Galactica series. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think the only difference really is the characters and the fact that the robots will eventually end up being the Cylons. Right. From Galactica. Um, and actually, this this show, um, uh, I mean, it took a while for for sci-fi to to actually go with it. Um, there was a while, there was there was a time when when um, they didn't know if it was actually going to be picked up or made into a series at all. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a while. Um, I mean, it wasn't until it wasn't until let's put it this way: they finished shooting season four of Battlestar, the 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 fourth and final season of Battlestar Galactica, um, almost two, almost a, uh, almost two years ago, after the oh, writer's really? strike. Yeah, it was after the writer's strike. They were halfway through the ser- the season when the writer's strike happened. Writer's strike ended, and they shot the rest of the season. So it was. Um, no, I guess that was a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, a year yeah, it was ago. about a year ago. Yeah, okay. So they ago. they finished season four a year ago, and then um, they oh no, I suppose they did start right away and shot. Anyway, it wasn't newsworthy until they started making Caprica. Oh wow! I mean, they they didn't like we didn't hear anything about it. Then they said, well, they're going to order a pilot, so they ordered a pilot. 
they shot the pilot and then it just kind of sat around for a little while and then um and then and then finally sci-fi picked it up and they said uh, yeah we're going to order 13 episodes for a first season so in order to capitalize on the hype of Battlestar Galactica during the during the last episodes, they then immediately, you know, just a month or two after Galactica ended, they released uh, the Caprica pilot episode out on DVD, which I'm really excited about because uh, this is sort of, I mean, if this were a rated movie, it would be an R-rated movie. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And um, not kudos just to sci-fi. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, they well, the the thing is, is like they. I love their relationship with Ron Moore and David Icke because they almost they don't really give them free reign, but mm. they trust them a lot. And the only thing that they've ever asked is just to explain why they're doing something. Sure. But they almost always have complete control, artistic control of the shows that they're doing there, Galactica and Caprica. And once in a while, I, I understand that, that sci-fi will give them notes and say, well, we'd like to see more of this or more of that. Mm-hmm. But they just work it into the show. They work it into the, sure. where they want to go. And they, they do something. And I, what, what, what's interesting is that it seems that they, they expand upon that note. And they, they actually say, okay, well, how can we make this interesting into the story? Whereas a lot of television shows and writers will just do it just to make them happy. And not mm-hmm. really, you know, go full force with it. So, so what'd you well, think? Well, I mean, uh, just, oh, b- before I tell you, before I go into that, um, sci-fi has had over the past. Sci-fi has been on for ten, fifteen years now. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. And and they are consistent with shitty production. <laughs> they really are. Like like the the horrible things. And and Battlestar Galactica was their saving grace. I mean, Battlestar Galactica probably made them so much money that, that you know, of course they would give them the freedom because compare, Battlestar Galactica is, is so much higher than anything on that, on, on, on the sci-fi channel. It really They're is. Just, their programming is um, and, and how many how many versions or how many sequels to the thing that crawled underneath the ocean in Oregon um, <laughs> parts one through nine, um, you know, it, it, with the with their crappy animated special effects. I mean, Battlestar Galactica really raised the bar. And I'm so, so happy that Caprica um, is 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 going to fill the void that Battlestar Galactica has left. Um, and they have some big shoes to fill. But um, but they, in watching the 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 trailer, oh, what? Go for it. I was just gonna say that the um, or not one of the uh, reasons. In watching. <laughs> one of the reasons why um, it's your turn. <laughs> one of the reasons why it's taking them so long to go to series with the show is because they're um, they had they waited to get everybody back, all the crew people back from Galactica to use them to shoot cattle. Oh, that's great. So that's one of the reasons why mm-hmm. um, it's taking them, uh, you know, an additional six months or so before it actually hits the airwaves. Um, and in the meantime, we're going to see, we're going to see the two hour movie, the plan from Battlestar Galactica, which is going to show us the Cylons point of view over the first two seasons of the show in the two hour movie directed by Edward James Olmos. And we'll definitely be doing a podcast on that in the fall. Um, and that's going to be well, exciting be to watch, also. Absolutely. Um, 
So thoughts on Caprica. Um, I, I, I became a big fan of Battlestar um, late in the game. Reluctantly. Um, but I, I consider myself a fan. Reluctantly. Oh, kicking and screaming. <laughs> I, I had to watch the Battlestar miniseries, what, four or five times before I could actually sit through the entire three hours of it. You kept falling asleep. It was the best sedative in the world. <laughs> if I couldn't go to sleep, I'd pop on B-Star G and fall asleep. It was great. But um, Caprica, Caprica was just was wonderful, and I, I I always love I love prequels to some things, <laughs> <laughs> not all things, but I like prequels. Um, there are not a lot of su- successful prequels. There are not, but but I think prequels are good because, especially if you become very invested in a story and characters, it's it, you. There's always this um, kind of subconscious. Um, desire to know where they came from, what made them this way, um, et cetera, et cetera. And, and Caprica does that for Battlestar Galactica, but on a, on a much larger scale. I mean, we're not seeing the creation of characters here. Um, we're not seeing the creation of, I mean, we see Bill Adama as a little kid, and, you know, but, but we get to see what happened. Um, we get to see what started the process that led to the eventual war between humans and Cylons, which led to the eventual five years of, of Battlestar Galactica, the series. Um, and I think that's just great. And, and I'm not a huge sci-fi fan, um, but you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of sci-fi, but I'm just not diehard, you know, nerdy geek sci-fi guy. Uh, and Caprica does a great job of keeping it grounded in reality there's no flying space creatures there's no weird you know animated job of the huts you know lurking around they're all like they're all humans they all live on a very <coughs> earth-like planet the only thing that really makes it feel like it's it's science fiction is is you know the style of living is very modern and futuristic the technology, the technology yeah. yeah absolutely the technology is there um that we don't have yet, um, but but the people are real. They drive around in cars. They talk around, talk on cell phones. You know, they 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 you know drink coffee out of regular mugs. They wear and, fedoras. Uh, they wear fedoras. You know, it's like watching a movie that is set now, but it's just on a different planet with different technology. And that's the cool thing. That's what I like about it. Um, I think production wise and story wise, um, Caprica was just a real treat. Um, Eric Stoltz, um, I'm so glad that he's attached to this project. He's a really fantastic actor and he's been around the block forever. Um, and, um, he does a great, great job as the doctor who, who kind of, you know, starts developing this technology. Um, I think overall the show is great. I can't wait till the series comes out and I'm, I really give, you know, props to sci-fi for, for, you know, really letting, um, for you being know, ballsy, not more. Yeah, exactly. For really, really being ballsy, because this is not part of the sci-fi canon, uh, the sci-fi channel canon. And um, they really, they really, they really gave these guys a, sh- a chance and a shot. And and Ron Moore and Ike and Abishan, they really have delivered. And I, I'm so excited for January to come around. I am too. The the you know because it's a it's a family drama. It really is a family drama set in a science fiction world. And again, you know, we say this almost every single podcast, it's about the characters. And, you know, these characters are real, relatable, um, 
and you really can get beside these guys and you can you can you can identify with them and you can sympathize with them and you can you can dislike them and that's the great mm-hmm. thing about about the galactica caprica world is that they create such three-dimensional characters that you know they they do things and and say things and and make choices uh you know based on their you know or or as a result of their flaws mm-hmm. you know and you know in in this particular in this particular story um you know there's the main characters face a great loss and through that loss a decision is made that is a very selfish decision um but mm-hmm. it ends up you know it it ends up um evolving into the Cylons and then we know from watching Galactica that the Cylons eventually turn against humans you know creating a war killing you know millions of people um and then there's a truce for mm-hmm. 50 years or 40 years and then the events of Battlestar Galactica happen when the entire human race is almost eradicated and what I'm what I'm really um what I'm really looking forward to is um you know I, I thought it was great I thought it was very well done um, it's interesting because if you look at the um, the whole Galactica series starting with the miniseries which you said you just rewatched recently yeah. um, you, I really feel like the miniseries is actually the weakest part of the show but even mm-hmm. even that being said it it's a complete world the world is created yeah. it's complete there's no evolving a lot of television shows. You watch the pilot episode and sometimes it doesn't take, you know, sometimes it takes, you know, a a half a season or a season before it really comes around into its own. And we're finding more and more that television shows don't have that luxury anymore. If they don't hit it off right away, they're going to get canceled. (coughs) Oh, absolutely. We saw this. We saw that this past season with with shows like um, uh, Life on Mars. And Um, even that was even even Pushing Daisies did that. Yeah, pushing, did pushing daisies. Daisies get canceled? It did. It was. I think it had. I think it had two seasons though. Because the first season was during the writer strike, so they had like you know a handful, like fourteen episodes. Oh right. And then they did the second season, and during the second season, I believe the show got canceled. Um, and it, as a matter of fact, they just uh, this past summer, just right now, they just played the last like three or four episodes with the series finale. Um, oh wow. Yeah, and nobody knew about it, so. Of course um, not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I'm really excited about in this show, and and like I said, w- what I was saying about the you know the miniseries being the weakest is that, and I kind of feel like if I were to compare this pilot episode to the miniseries of Galactica, I feel like this is hitting uh, this is hitting on all cylinders a little bit more than the the miniseries of Galactica did, mm-hmm. um, which it should. I mean, it should be a little stronger, but I still think it had some weak points. Um, I thought some of the stuff with the young kids was a little, a little. Mm. Uh, as one reviewer put it, it was like watching an ABC or no, a CW show, uh, a family yeah. drama. Which there's a bit of it, but it's not. It's <clears throat> it's certainly few and far between. And and once the um, and we'll talk about this in a minute after the break. But once once the the big event happens early on in the in the in the movie. It really picks up, and some things really start to happen, and you see where things are set in motion, and stuff, you know, really starts to starts to pick up, and, and emotions start to run high, um, and that's really when when it, when when it gets good. Um, 
Also, I'm excited to see, because one of the big themes of Galactica was the cycle of time and how all of this has happened before and it will all happen again. And I'm, and I'm wondering and hoping that right. that's somehow incorporated in this. And it may not be. It certainly doesn't have to be. I don't think that they have to incorporate that. And I think that they're definitely, um, they're definitely setting out to make this its own show, um, which is great because they've already set it apart from Galactica in a lot of ways. Um, and it's very much a different show yeah. than Galactica than Galactica was. And but it's still it's from the same people. And as we've said before, you know, it takes good people. It takes people to to make a good movie or to make a good TV show to make a good story. Um, and I think that you know, sci-fi, you know, really you know hit the gold mine with these guys. You know, with Ron Moore and David Icke, and now they have Remy Abishan. Um, who, who's a great, you know, television writer. He's, he's written on, I think he was on 24, um, for a little while, um, which I hear is a good show. I don't watch it. It seems like the same thing happens in every episode. I haven't seen it. You know, something happens. (laughs) Jack Bauer yells and screams at somebody and threatens to kill them. And then they give him the answer that they want. And then he saves the world. So, (laughs) so that's a tough day. Jack Bauer actually sleep? I don't. <laughs> n- well, not not on the days that he. And I don't know if the days. I don't know if the days are continuous, like the seasons that are the day are continuous, or if there's a break in between. I think there's a break in between them, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's I. I, I don't know. It just show just doesn't appeal to me. Um, so let's take a break. Nice. Let's take a break and um, and we'll yeah. come back and uh, dive into some more um spoilerific uh, stuff about Caprica. You can sing every eight, like you can sing the every ACDC chorus, and they all sound the same. I did not know that. Yeah. Back in black, I hit the sack. Shook me on. Oh wait, is it ACDC or is it somebody else? I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, somebody you once told a... me that, and I was like, "You're crazy, dude." ACDC rocks. You were just a font of amazing information. <clears throat> so let's spoil the hell out of this movie. Oh my God! Boobs, boobs, boobs. Oh, I, dear Lord! I watched the beginning of this uh, just the other day, um, and <laughs> I swear to God, it is the second shot in the whole thing. It is literally the second shot of the movie is just naked boobs. 
And we love boobs. Oh my god, I love this 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 movie has two of of my favorite things and that's boobs and Christian terrorists. Um <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it's it just it makes me all warm and gooey inside. Um so it starts off with the the V Club, the V Club, which is this this virtual reality, it's like a very sophisticated version of Facebook and MySpace and, and you know, very virtual reality where instead of people seeing your profile, they actually see you. Um, and it's virtual reality, but it's very dark and very, um, you know, very free and, and um, very, uh, um, you know, you can just do anything there. You can, there's the shooting room where you can just shoot anybody you want with a gun. I would love to have that room. <laughs> yes. There's the sex room, the orgies room, the drugs room. There's the sacrificing virgins room. Um, there's some pretty <laughs> freaked out places. Oh, and then very in the way, way back, there's um, there's this door with an infinity symbol on it. And it's the Christian club, apparently. Uh, I shouldn't, I, you know, I say Christian. I really shouldn't say Christian because they're not identified as Christian. Um, but for those of you who don't know, the... The humans in Battlestar Galactica world and in Caprica, um, the major religion is uh, polytheism. Uh, so they believe in many gods, Zeus, Hera, you know, Aphrodite, the whole nine yards. And the minor religion, um, and there's, I, I, I get the impression that there's more than just one minor religion, but the, um, um, the, the, the one that causes the most problems is monotheism, which is believing in one god. And... Um, and these, there's a group of these kids that believe in one God, and um, they decide that they're going to leave. You know, they're going to they're going to flee the tyranny that they suffer. And um, everybody thinks that they're going to get on a train and just leave and go to Geminon, I think is where they're going to go, which yeah. is another planet in the in the the colonial system. And um, they get on the train, and then the the boy Ben. He uh, he actually what he means by leaving is he's going to blow himself up in the name of one God. Um, and so he 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 suicide bombs, you know, some people go boom, boom, go bye bye. And that's like in the first 20 <laughs> minutes of the movie. Um, and what happens is that our main characters, which are uh, Eric Stoltz plays Dr. Greystone, Dr. Daniel Greystone, and his daughter was in the was in the bomb and um and Joseph Adams, who later on he we learn that he is uh, his name is Joseph Adama from Toron, um, and they're kind of a they're kind of a Latino gangster type of you know people in the <laughs> Torons, and um, I loved that element of it, you know, bringing the tattooed, you know, yeah, um, almost uh, Godfather esque, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love the fedoras and the trench coats and. Because it, it helps to set aside the time frame from Galactica, whereas Galactica mm. seems to have taken place in a much more, um, you know, modern time to them. And we identify right. with it because everybody dresses and looks similar to, to the way we dress now. And then to have mm. the past of that world have fedoras and trench coats and things, I thought was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which is so, a reflection on our... Ask. Exactly, exactly. And I love how one one of the brilliant things they do in this in this show and both in Galactica as well is that they never show you cars specifically. Like you don't see cars. Mm-hmm. 
you people drive around in cars and people get in and out of cars, but you never see a car specifically because they don't want you to see a car that you would see on a regular basis or or see a car that you would see right. like in a TV commercial or something. They want it still to remain distant and, and in a different world. Um, and they do such a great mm-hmm. job. And um, and so the basic story it follows these two parents, Joseph Adams, whose, whose wife and daughters were also killed in the blast. Um, and they end up um, kind of doing a little male bonding, which I thought was cool. And uh, Greystone decides that he's going to – he discovers that his daughter has um, copied herself in an online avatar in this V-Club. And so he's he's trying to build a, um, an artificial life form for, um, for the military, uh, you know, a, a robot to, 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 to be a, you know, a, um, uh, a soldierless army. And um, he's having problems, and so he tries to download his daughter's um, avatar into this, what will be the Cylon's body. And at first it doesn't work, and but his test is successful, and, and he builds the Cylon, which stands for Cybernetic Life Node, by the way. And... Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then at the very end of the movie you realize that it was successful and that she is in fact in the Cylon body, which I thought was fascinating. I mean, this is, you're real, we're really seeing the birth of the Cylons and her belief Mm -hmm. in a one God translates into the future with Galactica where the Cylons believe in one God. And it's interesting because in Galactica, um, they talk about how that belief in, in one God comes from, the centurions which we're we're witnessing the creation of the centurions which i think is is interesting right and i love the last the, the last scene in the the pilot when when we actually get introduced to the you know beta version of the centurion that was that was kind of cool that, that kind of like capped it off for me and, and kind of brought me back into the galactica world Yes. Because it does kind of it, it, like you said before, it is it is different, but but there are elements that that kind of bring it around, and and that was that was a big one. Um, I got a, I got a question for you, in the Battlestar series, um, and I'm I'm going to go back and rewatch all of them, but the final five, they they what did they create? What are they credited with creating? They they brought resurrection technology yes the, yeah they brought resurrection technology to to the Cylons that yeah they brought resurrection technology but didn't they do that like a thousand years before no what happened was is that um, two thousand years before the events of Galactica they um, mm-hmm. Earth the real the quote unquote real Earth. Um, had that mm-hmm. you know fallout, and they 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 all resurrected to their ship in orbit, and then mm-hmm. they set out and traveled to Caprica, and presumably it took them two thousand years to get there. Oh, okay. And then okay. they 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 showed up during the war, during the original war. Oh, all right, all right. They showed up in the middle, and they said, "Okay, now it makes and sense." And they they were, and then the 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 Centurions 
from Caprica were experimenting with making synthetic life forms. And they said, we'll, if you stop the war, we'll give you resurrection technology. Oh. So that's why the okay. war just now stopped. Now it all makes sense. Yes, that's why the war stopped. And they gave them resurrection technology. And then, um, and then what we're going to find in the plan is that Cavill... Um, got fed up with the final five and decided to, you know, play his little trick by sending them in to with the humans and then starting a war. So, gotcha. Now it, it all makes sense. Isn't it amazing how it all fits together like that? It is. It is. It does make quite a good story. Actually, that would be kind of an interesting story to see the see a series kind of based on the two thousand years between. Uh, the final five, you know, leaving Earth and uh, coming to Caprica and the adventures that they go through. Really? That's called Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> it's just people on a ship <laughs> for 2,000 years? Seriously? I think if they, if, I think if they did it, though, it would be better than Star it Trek. Would, well, yeah, it would. I mean, it would definitely be better. So, um, so what did you um, – any thoughts on, this, on, on spoilers or whatnot? Not really. I mean, uh, I mean, you think you covered it all. It, it was, it was, it was really a good as a fan of Battlestar Galactica, and even as someone coming in, you know, who's not a fan of Battlestar Galactica. It's not. Yeah, you don't. I don't have understand to... the stigma behind. Yeah, you don't have to have watched Battlestar Galactica to be able to pick up this show. That's something else we should say. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You can go in fresh and watch this um, if you're a fan of Eric Stoltz, or or if you just like, you know borderline sci-fi uh drama um then then this is a good show to watch and if you're a Battlestar Galactica fan then it's 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 you know even better um I mean you should all go out and watch Battlestar Galactica anyway but um no the show is great sci-fi did a great thing by by doing this and they they took you know they they did a they have a lot of balls to release something like this under their banner, you know, especially with, with the R-rated, uh, if it had been rated R-rated um, subject matter, with the tits, the ass, the, the, the bombings, the murder, the, the political themes. Um, yeah, go out and rent it. Absolutely. We need, yeah. So that's all I have to say about it. Polytheism is so 17th century. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note do you have any uh anything else to add before we go to break no or are we breaking not I, breaking i didn't intend on it no oh, okay we move right into the trailers so uh so yeah let's move right into the trailers caprica good show go see it watch the series when it comes out in january rent the movie buy the movie all right so uh movie trailers we haven't done this in a while, kind of going over um, certain flicks that are coming out this summer. Uh, we're going to give you our take on them. Uh, the first one is Shutter Island, which is uh, coming out this October. It stars uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Ben Kingsley. It's directed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, takes place in Boston, which is a big surprise. You know, what is it with Scorsese him? Scorsese and DiCaprio and another movie together. Well, what's interesting is that Scorsese's from New York. 
Why doesn't all of his I don't movies know the, take the place in New York? Why does he have to come up here and ruin well, New you England? Know, I... <laughs> I think Massachusetts actually has a better um, tax incentive program for filming now. Oh, yeah. Than New York does. That's true. Yeah. New York fucked that one all up. Oh, Thanks, Governor man. Patterson. So, um... It's ridiculous. So I think that's I think that's one of the reasons why he sets it in Boston. Plus, Boston has quite a bit of character, and this takes place in a mental hospital. Which, I mean, <laughs> most of New York City is a mental hospital. But uh, the, in the trailer, I mean, the character of the building. I mean, you can't find anything better oh, so than creepy. a place in New England to shoot. It is. It is, and it looks it looks really good. And I I, I love psychological thrillers. Um, horror movies, things like that. And this this movie, um, I'm definitely going to go see. Um, what, what did you think of the trailer? I like it. I, it's. Um, I'll tell you. Let me. T- I. I. This. Sh- I should. I should disclaim here. I am not a Martin Scorsese fan, and I know I'll get letters. Um, I almost got beat up on Staten <laughs> Island for claiming not to be a Martin Scorsese fan. I don't. I. The only Martin Scorsese I movies I like. Are uh, I love Casino. I think that's a good movie. Um, and actually, and here's the thing: is I don't like Leonardo DiCaprio in anything either. I do, I, do, I don't know why. I just don't like him that much. But I love The Aviator. I thought The Aviator was a pretty good movie. Um, which is you I know, haven't seen that. Both you should see it. It's good. It's very good. Um, yeah. 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 It's I, I like I you know other than The Departed, and I put an asterisk there because I hated the ending to The Departed. Um, I thought it was I thought it was the best Martin Scorsese movie I had seen to date, you know, with like I said, with the exception of The Departed. Um, but then again, I, you know, the the ending of The Departed almost almost ruined the entire movie for me. Um, but um, I you know, this looks interesting. I um, it it looks so, uh, you know, in in going for that psychological thriller, it looks so good as a psychological thriller. I almost don't know if I'd be able to watch it. Really? Yeah, it's. I mean, it is really creepy, and it's. It it, it seems to me that it's about um, Martin uh, Leonardo DiCaprio plays a U.S. marshal who goes to this. Um, it's really like a um, like a um, a psychiatric prison, and a prisoner has escaped and they don't know how. And um, oh my God, I think I just figured out the whole plot of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> It says who. It says well, who don't is. Don't spoil it. It says who is number sixty-seven. I bet he's number sixty-seven. Yeah. That would be fun. Because you know how I can it, see that. it shows I can see that, that it's. It, it shows him like taking pills yeah. and like he's crazy. Oh my god! I just you know I'm not gonna go see it. That's dumb. I already know how it's gonna end. What the hell? Oh, right. you know then I'm gonna go see it. and I'll tell you how it ends. Go, go see um, it. Tell me how it ends. I bet, <laughs> I'll bet you a hundred bucks. I'm right. I think, I, th- I think it's gonna be a good one. I, I'll bet you five dollars. Okay, five dollars. <laughs> until we get that sponsorship from until we get that sponsorship money from Netflix.com. Check out Netflix.com. Four ninety nine trial. <laughs> <laughs> With over thirty thousand titles uh, to choose see. from. <laughs> Millions and millions served. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, Shutter Island I'm definitely going to go check out. Uh, time Traveler's Wife. What would you think? Oh, uh, Time Traveler's Wife uh, is coming out this August. It stars Eric Bana, Rachel McAdams, um, based on the book, the best-selling book. So what do you think? Um, 
<laughs> it's definitely a chick flick. Um, oh, God, yes. I I think it's hit or miss. I think it's going to be either really cool, but it looks really lame. Um, it's about this girl who um, she meets this guy who travels through time when she's a kid. And then... Um, and then she gets into a relationship with him and she marries him. And then he keeps, you know, going in. He keeps traveling through time and um, without and he doesn't have any control over it. It's almost like Quantum Leap meets, you know, some relationship drama. <laughs> um, I wonder if it's just a big metaphor for, you know, relationships because guys aren't there. or Guys don't spend enough time with women. You know, it's that's what it's like. It's like. You know, because then because it shows she gets into an argument well, with him, like, I didn't sign up for this. You're never here. Blah, blah, blah. It's, well, she did sign up for it because she married him and she knew that he was a time traveler. Yeah. I mean, the whole premise of the story is kind of shoddy. Uh, I, I, I kind of agree with you. I don't know. I, I don't know who wrote it, if it was a man or a woman. But, um, <laughs> Do but you obviously have they ask? have definitely. uh, uh <laughs> they had relationship problems with someone who was not emotionally available and um this is like somebody they wrote a book about it this, yeah this is somebody's like 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 psychological pro- project you know it's like writing letters to people you hate oh, and never mailing them this person had to write right, a whole exactly, book right exactly exactly and then make a movie about it oh god i don't know i think it looks stupid uh i it's I would take a date to it if I had to, but well, I, to get laid, I'm not going to yeah. enjoy it. I'll do it, but I won't like it. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd oh, watch if I was going to get laid, I'd take him to Wolverine, <laughs> and then and then we and then I could comfort her afterwards. <laughs> I know it was really bad. Come here, come to my bosom. I'll hold you. <laughs> I'll never travel through time. <laughs> I'll always be there for you. I can't quit you. <laughs> what movie was that in? That the comes joke? out. I don't know. I can't. I, I I can't quit you. Yeah, we were watching some movie and it was in and that. And it was in. And it was a joke. Was it? Was it? I, was it what? Be kind. Rewind. No, it was. It was. It was just in the last couple months. Maybe maybe I was watching it with I Sarah. I don't know. I can't remember if I see a movie with you or if I see a movie with Sarah. Thanks, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the next movie, um, Fame. Fame. That comes out this September. It stars Charles S. Dutton, Kelsey Grammer, and Baby Newworth, which is kind of cool because... Because Kelsey Grammer Ooh. and Baby Newer, they're always in things together. They were on Frasier. They were in uh, Cheers together. Isn't um, isn't Megan Mulholly in that, too? I don't know. I thought I saw her in the trailer. Who's Megan Mulholly? She, she was... Um, well, most recently, she was in Young Frankenstein on Broadway, but she played... Oh, right. She played What's-Her-Name on... on, um, on uh, Will, and, Will and Grace? Will and Grace. Yeah, she was... She was, you know, was it, no, Will and Grace? What the fuck am I thinking of? Yeah, Will and Grace, right? She played I, Karen. I, I can honestly say I've never, I've never seen an episode of Will and Grace. Really? 
Oh, you'd like that. Never seen an episode of Really? I think so, yeah. Um, Megan Megan Mullally is in it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Megan so, Mullally. Um this is a remake of the nineteen not this is a remake of the nineteen eighties uh musical about the New York City High School of Performing Arts. Uh my opinion is if you ever wanted to question your sexuality, go see this movie. What? <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, no. Are you this serious? Is too much. I you know, it's too much. You didn't you I, didn't think the trailer I looked don't cool? Like musical theater. You no, don't looked, like musical looked, theater? Looked, no, I don't like musical theater. Trust me, I'll do it, but I don't like it. You have done you do realize that your resume has more musical theater lines on it than any other thing you've ever done. I know and I don't enjoy it. You don't but I enjoy do it because that is bullshit. No, seriously, I don't. I I can't do like chorus line. No, it depends on the musical. If it was like oh, Sweeney Todd. Oh, Con, yeah, okay, now it depends little on the musical. Little shop horrors, Avida, dark musicals into the woods, but these Jazz handy, uh, sequined pants, uh, I don't know. musical this, theater. This did not look. No, this, I, I can't do it. This did not look sequined. This looked like a dark, like, you know, like a kind of a coming of age type of, you know, kind of ghetto meets Broadway type of musical. Well, forget oh about God. doing musical theater. What about watching, like, <laughs> no, I know, remakes? I know, I. Movie remakes are fine. This movie sucked the first time around. Why would they do it again? The only know, people cause... that go to see this kind of movie are uh, the the kids in high school that are in show choir and and do the drama club and stuff this, like that. No, I, that... I, 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 I think it's going to be stupid. No, that, that, what they go watch is high school musical. This looks like an adult version of... That's what this is! This is not... That, no, that's what this is, though. Yes, it's good. It's it's High School Musical ten. It is, except it's set in New York City and not in Wow, Nebraska. <laughs> I completely disagree. <laughs> I think you're letting your. I think because you were typecasted as a musical theater comedic actor, you're letting that influence your opinion on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think. I you need to write I wholeheartedly <laughs> disagree. <laughs> well, speaking of issues, let's move on to our next movie, which is called Shrink, which is about a uh, L.A.'s top celebrity, Head Shrink, who turns into a pothead after a recent personal tragedy. Uh, it stars Kevin Spacey as the shrink. Uh, Robin Williams is in it, but I didn't see him in the trailer. Um, and uh, Saffron Burrows is in it, who's your little girlfriend there. She's she's a little she's a little foxy lady. Have you seen? Um, yeah, no, she she is. Have you seen the bank job? With um... no, but I feel like I had one of those once. <laughs> that's like in that's like in Dirty Sexy Money when he's like, that's called the that's called the banker. <laughs> when they're watching the video of those two get people having <laughs> sex and they're like, what's that? She goes, it's called the banker. <laughs> And then he asks the banker at the end of the episode, he's like, have you ever heard of the banker? And he's like, who do you think invented it? <laughs> the um, banker. Anyway. So what did you think of this one? Uh, well, definitely it looks good. Um, you know, Kevin Spacey just, you know, what has he ever been in that wasn't that great? 
That's true. Exactly. He, he always, he always, yeah, he always delivers. Um, I mean, I thought it, it as when I was watching the trailer, it kind of, it kind of had some American Beauty type of tones in it. You know, you have the guy; he's fed <laughs> up with his life. Yeah. He starts smoking pot. He just doesn't care anymore. He he starts working out. He's upset with his life, and and there were kind of those themes in the trailer. But it looks it looks it looks funny, um, and the cast is great. Um, you know, it really touches on some real Los Angeles stereotypes, which I love. And um, and I, I I'm gonna go check it out. I think in American Beauty, though, you're rooting for him to do those things. You're like, yeah, you know, screw the screw yeah. the man, screw the establishment. And this one, it almost yeah. feels like he's copping out, you know, and he's you know he's yeah. supposed to be helping people and he's not. And so you almost don't like him because of that, and you don't want him to do that. At the same time, hopefully that you feel for him in a way that, you know, it gives you a conflicting, you know, conflicting emotions, which um, which is one of the best things I find in movies. Movies that can make you feel two conflicting emotions at the same time, um, you know, th- that's, that's you know, how ca- you can't get any more complex than that. No, that's true. That's true. I'm hoping that's what we get from this movie. Um and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I love Saffron Burrows. She's uh, she's just she's so fun to watch. She's so um, there's just this mystery about her mm-hmm. that you just it's so compelling that you have to you have to watch her when she's on camera. So she's just she's walking sensuality. She is. Ooh, that's a good description. Thank you, thank you. She's she, like she really sensuality is, on legs and exactly. beautiful long legs at that. <laughs> oh man, she her on Boston Legal. There was actually a that movie neck. that she was naked in. Oh my god! What? It was an independent film. It was a foreign. No, it wasn't a foreign film. It was Hang an independent. On. I'm film. going to Mr. Skin right now. Okay, Doctor Skin. What is it? Pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure she was naked. I remember seeing a trailer for it, and I think she was in it with John Malkovich. Ooh, John Malkovich. There's another. There's there's sexuality on legs. Again, I talk about <laughs> fame. <laughs> Go see fame, Tony Cox. <laughs> I can't believe you. I don't want to get into that. In that show, Glee, I can't. I can't bring myself to watch that show. Oh, what? It, 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 the only thing that looks good about that show is the woman who's in those Christopher Guest movies. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I was saying what because apparently Mr. Skin is a paid site now. What? That's bullshit. Ooh, Jessica Biel nude? Really? That's that's a public service. They shouldn't be charging for that. It really is. It's funny. I can see your screen in your glasses. Can you really? Yeah. Huh. Uh. Who is that? Is that Jessica Biel? Yeah. Oh, that's misleading. Oh, those bastards. Oh, I hate these guys. That's it. No, uh, no, Mister Skin props anymore. Take a free tour. Oh, whatever. Get instant access. I can't believe that. How much is it a month? I don't is know. Is it really that worth it? I mean, if it's not pornography, then then why should you pay for it? Hang on. Let me see. Saffron Burrows. Oh, she's in a new movie called The Guitar. Oh my god, there's a whole list of her nude. One, two, three, four, five, six, 
seven <laughs> seven films <laughs> that she's nude in. Ooh, and they're movie clips too. Saffron Burrow. Where are you? Celebrity Movie Archive? No, I'm I'm still at Mr. Skin. I, oh, nice. Apparently, dude. Oh. Dude, I'm sending you something. Okay, three days. Oh, Jesus. All right. No, no, yeah, no. Go here. Go here. Go where? Go where? Where am I going? The link I just sent you. She's like, there are pictures of her naked and stuff like that. I can't okay, believe we're doing this on the podcast. <laughs> everybody go to celebritymoviearchive.com and search for Saffron Burrows and you can see her naked. <clears throat> where do where where did you click on the link? Yeah, but where what are you looking now, at? Now click on click on uh click on like uh file name BM nine three four seven dash saffron burrows at the guitar. Oh, the first one? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. They're even longer when she's not wearing anything. <laughs> Good God. She really is just heart-stoppingly beautiful. And she's not a young woman, either. I mean, she's a sexy, older woman. She is. Oh, look at that little ass. Oh, okay. Calm down there, Chief. I'm sorry. I can't help myself. Okay, can we move on? So... So let's stop clicking. <laughs> stop. Bad Tony, bad. Holy okay. crap! Um, oh, when does when does the shrink come out? The shrink comes out um, <laughs> in August of this year. Uh, the next up is the road. Um, comes out this October. Stars Charlize Theron, Robert Duvall, and Viggo Mortensen. It's a post-apocalyptic search for other survivors after uh, some tragedy kind of wipes out the human race. It's the uh, from the same guy who wrote uh, No Country for Old Men. I think it looks kind of stupid. What do you think, Tone? Um, what's that? Focus. Sorry, sorry. No more saffron. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah, I... It's... Um... I don't know. I'm like, haven't we seen enough of these post-apocalyptic, you know, survival movies? Like, I yep. mean, what the hell? It actually, it makes my eye twitch just thinking about it. It, it. Like, another one. We're running, Hollywood's running out of ideas. We really need to get something fresh. There was nothing, there was nothing in this trailer that I thought was interesting or original. No. No, I, there really wasn't anything that I thought was, and in fact, there was there was zero humor in the trailer, mm-hmm. which even turns me off more because it's like, why do I want to go see a movie that's going to make me want to slit my wrists at the end of the movie? Exactly. Um, it was it was it was the day after tomorrow meets War of the Worlds meets. Uh, it was the I day. Legends. It was the day after tomorrow meets watching paint dry. That's <laughs> what it was. Seriously. It, it, just, it, it was it, like it was, Mad Max without the mad. <laughs> or the Max. You know, it was just, it just looks lame. It's repetitive. I mean, we really need to get some fresh ideas. And even even this the next movie, The Answer Man, which I couldn't find a release date for this one, but The Answer Man. Guy meets God, he writes a book, it becomes a bestseller. It, you know, it's not the best idea in the world, but it's it's something other than, oh my god, New York just got blown up. <laughs> or the world the world just got evaporated and now we're trying to survive this. I mean, come on. 
Really? Exactly. Vigo Mortensen, go away. It's all your fault. At least, and let's just, let's, I mean, let's, well, it's not all Vigo Mortensen's fault, but, um, but, um, what's that? Him and those rippling abs and long, beautiful locks of hair and running through the, oh, sorry, fame, fame, fame. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. This is what happens. I read a paragraph about the movie Fame and I start drooling over Vigo Mortensen. Um, <laughs> fame, <laughs> turning straight guys into fags for three years <laughs> since, <laughs> since 1982. <laughs> since 1982. Um, no, it just nothing looks original. And like you said, let's just move right into the answer, man, because at least there's there's an interesting story. Jeff, you know, Jeff Daniels is in this. Um, and it's a, at least a little bit more. Um, it, it reminds me a little bit of. As good as it gets, yeah. And yeah. As far as the romantic side, the romantic story of as good as as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's a it's a story about somebody who is you know writes books to help people, mm-hmm. and and he's really doesn't you know he's really not any you know smarter or more enlightened than the regular people, and right. at least that's kind of an interesting idea that hasn't been played to death. And seeing him cope with it and seeing him, you know, see, at least there's a character journey there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a built-in character journey, which is what we go to the movies to see. And, um, you know, unlike a movie like The Road, which seems to be, you know, it's just, it's a very, it's an extroverted conflict. Exactly. It's an outside conflict. You there, you have to struggle against other forces. And... <sighs> And like, what I mean, what what could be the most complex inner journey? You have to come to grips with with having to kill somebody. That's that's we've been seeing that crap for years. You know, you mm-hmm. know this. We we don't need to see it anymore, or 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 at least show it to us in yeah. a new yeah. way. Exactly, because this is the same way we've always seen it. They're running through the woods. There's the, there's a child. There's a wife or a girlfriend. And all of a sudden, these creepy people show up and take the kid. It's it's just, you know, it's, come on. Or make it, you know, it's old. make it a smaller part of the story. Like, for instance, in Shaun of the Dead, which is a great movie, um, you know, he oh, has yeah, to come to grips beautiful. with possibly shooting his mother, who's turning into a zombie. And in the middle right. of this hysterical zombie parody movie is this brilliant, emotional emotionally charged scene that lasts i don't know maybe a minute or two minutes but it's so potent and powerful because it's it's you know it's 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 uh it's a new take on an old on an old you know element and it's not a big part of the plot like it's not like the overall you know conflict that you have to overcome it's a small moment and you know you know smaller doses of things you know, uh, can be more powerful and and more enjoyable to an audience. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I agree. So, Road, I'm not going to go see, but Answer Man, I'll probably check out. Road, no, and Answer Man, under, yes. uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's that's it for our kind of summer trailers uh, today or this week. Um, so, final thoughts. Uh, Check out some of the movies that we recommended. Uh, the uh, Shutter Island uh, fame gag. 
Um, Check out the trailers. Bruno. Let oh, us know what you Bruno. think. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Bruno real quick? Um, now let's save it for the next time. I I feel like that'll be a deep all right, conversation. All right. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sure of it. Um, and uh, Answer Man, uh, they all look pretty good. Caprica, go out and rent it. Netflix it at netflix.com. Um, or uh, go and check it. You know, rent it, buy it. Uh, it's a great show, and uh, we really enjoyed it. Uh, Battlestar Galactica fans, um, yay or nay. Um, any any audience will really enjoy it. Uh, Cox, yes, please. <laughs> that was a joke. See, it's the fame. Oh my it's god, it's the fame. Oh my god. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, you you're you're anti-fame. I I can't deal with you. You 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 wove you waved that rainbow flag just now. <laughs> um, no, ditto on what you said. Um. You know, and uh, you know, let us know. Let us know what you guys think out there. You know, um, you know, if you if you disagree with us, let us know. You know, we're up for we're up for a little conflict and conversation. Um, and uh, that's it for me. Okay, so uh, check us out next time. Um, you can catch us on iTunes. Just type in Two Tones uh, in your iTunes search. Um, if you have any questions, comments, mini reviews, would like to, you know, complain about us, uh, or, uh, just have whatever, you know, feel free to ask us anything. We'll, we'll probably match answer all kinds of stuff, recipes, um, how to do stuff in Photoshop, uh, you know, whatever <laughs> you want. Uh, send us an email at two, send us an email at two tones at starvingtown.com. Um, Oh, trivia questions. Send us some more trivia questions so we can do a little trivia bowl next time. Um, we'll, next time we'll have some trivia. Oh yeah, um, some um, some listener some listener submitted trivia. Yes. Uh, so keep your questions coming in, your comments. Uh, check us out on iTunes, um, Netflix. Please return my phone call, and um, we'll talk to y'all next time. And that's a wrap. Yeah.